Hello, I'm Emily Grace, and welcome to the Stages podcast of Bernstein Private Wealth Management. Life throws lots of challenges at us. We're here to talk about them. Having helped families prioritize what makes money meaningful for them and then invest for that purpose for close to 20 years now, I've seen people through many markets and many life events. And while every market is different, what remains constant is the need for guidance and advice through all the uncertainty. Being able to help people navigate these markets and to be able to introduce them to some of the smartest investment minds and experts in other fields, whatever the stage in their life, is a real honor. If you or someone you know would like my advice or an introduction to my guest, you can reach me at emily.grace at bernstein.com. Today I've invited Jelena Salyu of Accounting Management Inc. to join me on the stage to talk about how she supports entrepreneurs in achieving their dreams. Jelena founded Accounting Management, a boutique specialized services firm, over a decade ago. Her company provides CFO and COO services, tax planning and accounting, and payroll and bookkeeping services. With a specialty in growth stage consumer and consumable goods businesses, Jelena works in partnership with company founders as they identify their personal and professional goals and create a roadmap to achieve them. She has positioned clients for strategic acquisition and sustainable long-term value creation. Her most recent major client, The Laundress, sold to Unilever in early 2019 with Jelena as its acting COO. Jelena, thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. So accounting and entrepreneurship typically don't naturally go hand in hand. What, what inspired you to start your own business and then partner with other founders to help them on their own businesses? Yes, yeah, so um, I was fortunate enough to um, start working at a young age, um, and I landed my first internship in a CPA office at 16. Wow. Yeah, so uh, while um, most of my friends were um, maybe interning or um, working at the local ice cream store, um, I dreamed of numbers and, and money and, um, and accounting. And what accountant was willing to say, okay, 16-year-old, come in and help us out? Well, I was, so um, as you know, um, back in the day, a lot of things were in papers. Yes. Um, and there was lots and lots of archive rooms, right? Yes. Rooms, actual rooms. Um, so they really needed someone to scan. And wow. Uh, <laughs> Good for you, working your way from the very bottom. Yeah, so it, which was, um, it was super exciting scanning and putting things together um, and, and really archiving and then making it digital. Um, but what was mostly um, interesting is as you do that, um, you really get to know every, every name, every last name, yes. what, their, what their forms look like, um, and that's how it all started. Right, so you really sort of learned what was, what was going on in there. And then what made you decide that you were going to start your own business, you know, start your own firm mm -hmm. and work with entrepreneurs? Yeah, so um, having, having worked with uh, entrepreneurs at the CPA firm, um, it became really natural to me to, um, to spend time with them when they were coming into the offices and really guide them through um, their financials, through their reports, and really understanding the business. Um, so um, at 24, I um, decided that I wanted to do more um, with the founders and really be able to help them um, a lot more than just that one-time visit when they okay. come in and take care of their taxes. 
right? So no longer just saying in March and April, okay, yes. here we go. Here's what here, you need to here's do. Here's the check that you need to write. Don't shoot the messenger. Exactly. Right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You. How did how did they respond to this initially? Sort of how did entrepreneurs and founders respond to this idea of sort of you partnering with them throughout the year and how did you make that transition? Yeah, so um, we when I so when I started the company, we were going through the 08 recession, yes. uh, financial crisis and um, at that time um, Main Street America and most of the small businesses were really hurting in terms of um, revenue that was coming, you know, in 07 kind of dwindled down. Yes. Um, so it, it was an important time for me to really be able to um, to outshine some of the accounting firms that were only providing these annual services, um, and uh, really show a, a real clear path. And if your sales are dwindling down, so should the expenses. And <laughs> which, it would seem like a easier. simple yes. mathematical equation. It, w exactly, um, and that's how accounting management really um, was able to, um, to 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 shine in a way and and be successful. Um, hence, accounting management, the name. Um, so we really help founders manage accounting. Uh, the yes. first early years um, that the firm was founded. Um, and by managing accounting, it was um, really showing the financials, on-time financials, and helping them um, read those financials and understand how if sales are not where they need to be, then you need to have the expenses follow the sales. Um, it, it, was, it, was definitely, um, it was definitely a, a different time than yes. it is today. Um, so we, we were able to help you know, uh, founders negotiate uh, less leases, um, wind down some of the expenses. But then what became super interesting at that point is it really was able and um, to help um, to help accounting management as, a, as well as the founders in finding new ways. So it's not just about lowering your expenses, but it's also finding new distribution channels. Yes. Um, so um, <clears throat> a lot of our founders were able to uh, sell their products not only in America, but also uh, in international uh, territories, or open a new distribution channel, such as a direct-to-consumer channel, okay. um, ensuring that your product is being sold at a wholesale, um, ensuring uh, at wholesale channels. So it was all these um, things um, that, uh, that were happening in 08, 09, 2010, all the way to today that um, made accounting management um, be successful as well as... Um, get in tune with um, where we are today. And I love because there's a lot of talk about during times of crisis, that's when you really want to be investing. Yes. Right? Uh -huh. you know, when everybody else is fleeing, that's uh -huh. probably the time to, to be investing. And you really invested in yourself and your business and these other founders' businesses at what was such a critical time for them not to be fleeing, but to rather be thinking about how they could grow right. and, and take advantage. And, um, one thing that we do is we really partner up with our clients. Um, so no founder that's making a bar or with a laundress or detergent opens the business thinking, oh, I'm going to have the best financial model and the best financials <laughs> ever. Um, they open the business because they have an idea to sell a product or, or do a service. Um, and that's where we really shine. We're able to partner up with them and uh, put these uh, long-term and short-term strategies to 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 um, to be able to really bring the business into a financial wellness. Right now, how do you hide, how do you identify what companies, what founders you're going to work with? Um, so we um, it's it, it, 
it's uh, it's it's typically a uh, a, a very short uh, process. Okay. <laughs> um, so we definitely want to have um, entrepreneurs and founders that believe in 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 the work that they're doing, um, and also are willing to put the hard work. But one important piece is uh, sustainability. So um, uh, over a decade ago, with the laundress and a few of other clients, we were able to uh, to be ahead of the times in terms of what the market needs today. And when you're um, investing long-term in, in your clients and you're putting long-term strategies, it's, it's important that they're a part of the planet and they're part of a sustainable movement. Um, so those are the three criteria. And, um, and then my, my favorite part is, again, trying to, you have to put in the hard work. Um, so we're notorious, or I'm notorious to, you know, to tell a client, call me when uh, you, you are no longer treating your business as a hobby. Really? Yes. Do you find oftentimes you're brought in when, and you find that that's how people are thinking about it and you need to, you do need to sort of lay down the Yeah, the so exactly. So um, because just having a, a good idea, it's not enough. You have to be able to execute it um, and to execute it in a manner that there is um, obviously a proper EBITDA, there is proper profit margins, gross margins, et cetera, that you have to implement. And if you're only, quote unquote, putting money into the business and not take, getting a return, even the IRS, after having years after years of losses, they'll come and ask and say, is this a hobby or <laughs> is this a real business? Right, what are you actually doing? Yeah. So, so when you identify the people with whom you're going to be working, the, the founders, What's the first step in the process of working with an entrepreneur? You know, how do you help them grow their business? And what, I guess, sometimes you actually go into the business mm -hmm. and you work from inside versus alongside. What, what drives that? Or what does it all look like? So it's important when you're setting strategies and, um, and long-term or short-term strategies that you have an understanding of what the historical uh, history of the transactions look like. So we spend we spend time in three areas. Um, we look at the historical transaction and the historical statements to understand where the business was. We look at the present and then we do um, a full on sit down with the stakeholders where we, uh, we put goals together and we understand um, um, on how we're going to put this beautiful five-year strategy plan so that um, the founders themselves can um, can win as well as the business can win. And during um, during these interviews and, and this time, it's important that you're in um, their space so that you can also um, review how they're acting with their employees, what does the um, employee structure look like, um, and... Um, how important is that when you're looking at the number side? It's very important. You... Um, it takes a village. <laughs> you, yes. you can't, um, it's important uh, that you have great relationships with your vendors, your factories, your employees, because um, it takes money to, to build a successful business. And are there times that you come in and the, the founder just doesn't want to hear it or doesn't agree with the numbers that you're putting in place? Like, are, and are you saying the numbers or are you helping them figure like how does that so actually it, work it, it's a collaborative it's, it's very collaborative so we all um talk about it together um it, i explain basically we start with where are you trying what are you trying to do with yes. the founder so where are you going do you want to have um a, a, do you want to increase your salary by your ex do you want to have a second home by your ex do you want your children to go to this school do you want to live in this apartment 
once we gather all that in, then we start putting the financial model together. Because with founders, the business and the founders are all one. Yes. Uh, so it's important that we start with them um, individually and then lift that back into the business so that it could be one cohesive plan. Right, to realize that it's all interconnected. Yeah. And I love, we've spent some time working with, with founders together mm-hmm. on sort of what are their priorities? What do they need to have happen? Because you're right, they're so focused on their business, right? Exactly. And how do I grow it? And how do I create what, my, what I've dreamed about? Mm-hmm. And then it's sort of marrying that with, okay, but let's think about how that impacts your personal life or what you need in your personal life is going to impact the business. Yes, and, and when you, um, and which is super cool because then you could, say, um, you could say down the line that you're not going to get that second home if you don't make sure that we don't have enough product or you're not going to get that second home if, if the employees keep leaving or, you know. You so you could, sort of dangle it. Yeah. Like a little carrot right <laughs> <Exactly>. there. <laughs> Exactly. Or if, um, you know, if the profit margin is not where it needs to be because we didn't do the right forecast, etc. How have you found over the last 10 years it relationships with employees have changed or has it sort of remained the same? Right. There's a lot of talk about the millennials coming in to the workforce. And what have what have you seen there? I think it's uh, it's just a matter of really being in touch and having a finger to the pulse um, in terms of uh, what your employees want um, when a business is built. It's important that the product works, but it's also important that um, everyone has a say. So, you know, if an employee wants a stand-up desk in the middle of the, all of the other desks, then you make that happen. Maybe okay. you push the stand-up desk to the side so it doesn't feel like, you know, they're in the middle <laughs> of the room. they're being watched by everyone. <laughs> <laughs> or, um, you know, um, pers- personal time versus work time is, is important to some employees. You make that happen as well. I'm a big believer in uh, being f- as flexible as you can with, with the employees because they'll be as flexible and um, they'll really see value into uh, coming to work and working Being for part you. Of the team. Yeah, especially today. Um, one of the things that um, I, I see oftentimes is that obviously the unemployment rate, it's almost zero, yes. right? Because the, the remainder percentage is the people that can't that work, been in 50 right? Years. Exactly. So um, every, when. Whoever shows up for work, they choose to be there, and they choose to be there because they're driven by um, whether it's the product that they're working on, whether it's the people that they're working with, or whether it's the the location that they're working on. Whatever those, um, whatever is driving them, but they're they're they, they're choosing to come to your place. Yes. So you're basically as an employee. Um, you're making that choice, but as an employer or as a, a business owner, you're 90% there. So now it's a matter of how do you keep them engaged. Right. Um, and and it has changed tremendously, um, you know, from from my old days where where you scan documents, you know, and <laughs> not... Now they've already been scanned. You the, scan the them The documents all. are scanned. Now it's now... So they're... Yes, the documents are now scanned. They're in the computer. It's just yes. a matter of showing them... <laughs> where yes. to find them but um it the things have changed but just like even even you know over a decade ago i'm sure that um the cpas i worked under they 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 did their homework and they gave they gave us what we needed to ensure that right, we that continue to work hard and, and you stayed and there yes exactly and then what does what determines when you're working with a company when you're working with a founder whether you sort of stay on the outside and help them mm-hmm. versus really 
sort of entrench yourself in their business from the inside with a you know COO, CFO type position? So it all depends on um, how fast the company is growing, um, what growth rates they're experiencing, and how, how much help they need. Our services are um, very custom to the business. We really invest in, um, in the founders um, versus um, trying to get as many, as many clients as we can. The, the way we've always um, seen our business is in terms of it doesn't matter the, how many, the quantity of your clients, it matters the quality. Um, and because the quality is so important to us, we really custom, um, customize all of the services that we provide. And so you just figure out on a case-by-case basis what they need versus versus not needing. Now, when you think about how you're working with, with the founders, you and your husband actually work very closely together. What's what's that like? It's great. It's um it's it's really good. Um we um we didn't we didn't always work together. Um we've only been working together for the past two and a half years. Um okay. and um when the business uh, was turning over a decade, we knew that we needed uh, some amazing talent to be brought back into the business and um I'm very good at picking talent. And you you happen to know somebody. <laughs> and persuade talent. <laughs> Um, my, um, my best friend as well as, um, sister-in-law is next. I'm, oh, I'm you're going to bring her yeah. in. You're going to, what's she doing right now? Um, she, she's, um, uh, she's a CFO for this, uh, licensing company. Super, oh, super important skills. job. She's consulting a little bit as well. And she, <laughs> I got my eye on her. You're, 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 you're eyeing the next one uh-huh. because I mean, you do, right? You have a huge family from a husband to two children to extended family mm-hmm. who, who seem to go everywhere with you right it's yes. like you're going on vacation and it's 20 people going on vacation if only I'm probably lowballing <laughs> that number you know, how how do you make it all work and is there is there such a thing as balance and work and business and pleasure and life and how do you how do you do that I think um I think it's the way I see it is we all love each other yes um and we want to be around each other and the times that we get free from work um, we try to spend it together, hence the very large vacations where, you know, it's, it's a lot of us. I call it the tribe. Yes, um, it's a lot of us tribe. going on vacation. But it's also, um, they, they love, obviously, um, they, they respect and um, they, they understand that what I'm doing is, is, is so important to me and so exciting. I don't see my work as work. I see it as just part of like what gets me going in the morning and say another part of your life exactly it's like another part of my life um so um you know it's it's just it's just like anything else if uh, if there's love and right intentions it works really well and does because you work with Drini, right? Uh-huh. And you go home with him at the end of the day. Yeah. And I mean, I guess you're here right now without him. So you're probably yeah. not together every minute of no. every day. But do you, have you tried to make a conscious decision to sort of separate, okay, when we're at home, we don't talk about it. Or when we're at work, we don't talk about the kids. Or is it all really sort of one big mishmash, mushmash, and you, it's sort of all interconnected? I think, um, I think because we're, we're, we work together. Um, I think when we go home, it's like another part of our life, right? Yes. Um, so we don't really talk about work. Uh, we used to talk about work more when we didn't work together because we would tell stories oh, to each other. Oh, of course, yes. Now it's just like, oh. Oh, you know right. what's going on. <laughs> 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 what's the What's the next big trip you have planned as a family? Everyone um, together. 
we're 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 planning our holiday holiday trip okay so there'll be something exciting there now in one word what are you most excited about now the future future yeah what what does that mean to you What's so we're, we're we live in um I'm really excited about um, what's going to happen in the next decade. There's so much innovation. Um, I've branded the next decade. It's called the Roaring Twenties. Oh, I've heard of that one. <laughs> Everything old is new again. Yeah, well, at the end of the day, you know, I um, accounting is my true passion. Yes. And with accounting, you know, the history and the present and the future, they all are part of one thing. It's all interconnected. Um, so we are very, um, I'm very excited about the future. I think w with innovation, um, you know, in the in the 20s and the 30s and in the 40s, there was so much innovation that happened in terms of connecting the world and making it one with travel and, and airplanes and telephones, etc. And now we're in this phase where um, we're, once again, going to connect the world, but really making the world into a um, better planet for our uh, for our children and our children's children. Uh, so I'm very excited about innovation and all the sustainability um, actions that are being taken by all of the large companies as well as small ones. It really is amazing when you think about, you know, you talked about how when you first started out, a lot of it was about sustainability and the laundress thought about sustainability. And today it really is so many people are interested in this. And yeah. it's one of our largest growing investment universe is, mm -hmm. you know, investing in companies that are thinking about board diversity and the environment and sustainability. And it's it's been interesting to see how more and more, it's probably easier for you to find companies today who care about it yeah. than maybe five or 10 years ago even. Yeah, but what's interesting is um, how they're going about it now. It's no longer um, ensuring that they're, that, that they're quote unquote, taking care of um, the carbon footprint. Yes. It's, it's, it's big, big innovation. So it's, it's, it's quite interesting. I mean, um, you know, and for, for um, for for detergents, for instance, um, with the laundress, like it was always concentrated. Yes. Um, so you know, going going that route where you're shipping you're shipping less and you're getting more, so that the carbon footprint is smaller anyway, uh, and your profit margins are bigger because you're I'm no sure. longer paying you know FedEx or UPS to um, right to big bulk carry these bulk, <laughs> big bulk items. Um, so, so in terms of, of that innovation, it's it's quite interesting, and also, um, you know, how by 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 allowing all this innovation, it's also doing um, it's making the world more efficient. So, you know, building a website like it's it's not this like laborious correct time that you had to take and pay this uh, maybe developer that might not be able to complete the right project, and you have to have another one. Um, so there's all these um, innovations that were put in for the for the new era of business to really take off in the right path. I love it. I'm also excited about the future. Yeah. So <laughs> we'll we'll have to get you back here, you know, to hear how it's going. Can't and wait. Yeah, it'll be wonderful. Well, Jelena Sellu of Accounting Management Inc. Thank you for joining me today. It's been it's been wonderful having you here. Thank you for having me, Emily. Yeah, you've provided a lot of information about how you think with founders and the planning work that goes into it. And, you know, as we all know, information, numbers all help us plan. And that's what's really critical for all the stages in our life is being able to plan through that. Now, if you'd like to speak with me or Jelena or my family engagement team here at Bernstein, you can reach me at emily.grace at bernstein.com. 
Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you again soon. Have a great day.